Welcome to My Mission is Podcast. I'm Karina Gavargazov, the founder of Mission Magazine, the first fashion philanthropic interactive media platform. The fashion for beauty for good is our tagline. Our next guest has always led a creative life. This was her top priority, she tells me. And this has meant to her no partners or designing for a brand other than her own namesake label. She's been in the industry a whopping 53 years. A quote of hers that I find really inspiring that I can relate to is, working night and day and starving, that's what it takes to be a successful business person. She's come out with a new book at age 75 called I Am Invincible. We talk about 50 being the most exciting year of discovery and growth and not getting aged out. This was one of the most favorite podcasts I've ever done. I was very grateful to have had the honor to have talked with Norma Kamali. Please have a listen and I hope you enjoy it as well. I discovered your collection when I used to be a stylist um, before I started Mission and um, I cut my teeth at W oh my Daily about 20 odd years ago. Oh my goodness. And that's when I, uh, I learned, well, I learned all fashion. I was in art school in London. So I learned all fashion brands and I, I was so just green, knew nothing, absolutely knew nothing. I remember coming into your showroom and just my jaw hitting the ground, my eyes popping out. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Is this fashion? Is this what fashion is? I was so just um, in awe. Um, and it's been wonderful um, just working with your brand as I've grown in my, my past career as a stylist. I'd come bombing into your offices and, and like, <laughs> deer in the headlights with your PR team going, oh my God, what can I take? Can I have it all? This is all great. <laughs> Well, you really were, I mean, 20 years ago, a significant difference in the industry too. Yes. Oh, there really is. And you must have, I mean, you must have seen. In the last 53 years? Yes, I have. But what a, you know, when I was really researching all of this, you know, they talk about nowadays about women of empowerment and empowerment, but you're such kind of so ahead of the curve with all of this and I know that's such a loose term people use but you really really were um and really iconic and has stayed I feel stayed true to your vision and your aesthetic of what you've you've done and and achieved as the Norma Kamali brand it must be really you must be very proud to see that And, and I don't know if you're maybe not aware because you've been in it for so long and you're just doing it yeah it really is that you're you know, it's what I do. And, and I think the truth is that you decide early on, I did anyway, that my top priority was to have a creative life. And I understood through the years that that meant if I wanted creative independence, it probably would not mean that I would have partners where I would be designing with a committee, uh, it probably meant that I wouldn't be the richest designer in the world or the most famous. And I didn't, I mean, that's never been a priority for me. The priority was I have to have a creative life. And so what it did, unknowing what it did was by sticking to my, my belief system, I've seen a lot of designers come and go. And again, many of them have been incredibly famous. 
um, and some incredibly wealthy as a result. But the longevity is sort of my bonus on top of having a creative life. So I'm happy with my decision. I'm not, I don't have a, a, a lifestyle that's extravagant, but I'm, I'm more than comfortable. And I, and I love uh, my privacy and obviously writing the book sort of demands that I'm out there, but I'm also fulfilling another purpose that I've had in my life, and that's to service women, and which I've been doing. And the book for me is a handbook for women. And in order for people to understand that I am giving as much of my experience as possible in that book, I need to talk about it. So I'm probably more out there now that I've ever been. In 53 years, this is probably the most out there I've ever the been. The most exposed. Yeah. And a lot of people know Norma Kamali, but none of them really know me because they know me through my clothes and their experience in my clothes, which is really, I think, the best way. Yeah. It's very clever. You don't need to know, you know, what my belief system is about children or about the forest or about, I think it's more that you connect to what I do and the other stuff, we find too many people just giving us too much information that quite frankly, I'm not that interested in knowing that much about everybody. Um, you know what I mean? It's Listen, everything you've just said is absolutely, I can relate to it 100%. Um, as a stylist, I mean, unless you are like top, top, top of your game, you're struggling. You know, it's hand to mouth the whole time. But that was, money's never driven me. I, I'm like you, I love the creative process. And I love this quote you said, working night and day and starving. That's been when I was starting mission, this like philanthropic media brand. It's never been done before, but I don't care. Keep going. Um, and the privacy, um, I'm fiercely private, but you have a brand that you want people to know. So you have to kind of put it out there to some degree. And I think it's very... It's very difficult nowadays with social media and everybody wanting to know your business from what's on your food plate to what you've worn and Jesus, you know, all of that, which I, like you, couldn't care less. Um, I'm just not that nosy. So it's wonderful to hear that you have that, that similar aesthetic. And what, what was there a tipping point in prompting you to do your book, I Am Invincible? Well, you know, I... I've worked with women for 50 years and I see, I see so many things repeat through the decades as you go through your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, each decade, there's something that women go through. And I felt it was important for women to know what that was before they were going to go through it and to verify that this, you're not alone. This is happening to everyone, every woman. And this is the process. This is the transformation. There'll be nuances that are different, but basically be prepared, understand, and also that we're all on a different timeline. So I met my soulmate at 65. 
Yes, I saw that. That's amazing. And the idea that you have to meet your soulmate at 27 and a half is enough to get women totally crazy, feeling like life is passing them by. It's all over. They're not going to be happy. And that's what happens by 30. If you haven't found your soulmate, you think like, this is it. I'm done. And that's ridiculous. So on the other hand, while we experience so much the same, we all have a different calendar. We all have a different map of when things are going to happen. And I think the ultimate sort of conclusion the book brings together is that the way to get through the decades and the way to get through these transformations and experiences is living a healthy lifestyle with sleep diet exercise as, you know, the premise of how to achieve that. And by living a healthy lifestyle, you're also practicing self-love. And if you really love yourself and not in a narcissistic way, if you love yourself, you will attract people to you who will love you. If you hate yourself and you do things that are not good for you, you become like there's there's a group of people out there and we know who they are because we've all dated them. They're like they that we're like a magnet for for the people who like to prey on weakness, on vulnerability. And so we don't want those people, but if we if we love ourselves, you attract that to you. Also attract opportunities, not just people. You attract good friends, you attract opportunities, you attract, you attract the love you deserve. Um, and that's the, that's what we want. And so it's, it's not just one concept and one idea. It has lots of things going on. And I include all of it in the book because I really want people to understand that the solution is simple. It's very simple. It doesn't cost anything. You don't have to sign up for anything. You can start it right away. And self-love is ultimately the answer. And how you manifest that is pretty easy. And I put in simple solutions. Start now for this. If you're having issues with sleep, try this. If you're having issues with your relationships with food, try this. If you can't afford to go to a gym, well, go run up and down a flight of stairs a couple of times <laughs> or or try, you know, you want your heart to go pounding out of your chest and you want a good workout, try, try stairs. That'll do it no matter how much <laughs> you work out. I don't know. I work out every day. Amazing. And my office is on the top floor of my building. And when I walk up, it's like, what's wrong? How how many times do I have to walk up these stairs and still feel like my heart is pounding out of my chest? <laughs> well, but that's good because we are, you know, we're exercising, we're moving. And it should be it should be empowering because when you look in the mirror, when a woman feels good about herself, you know, when her mind is clear, her body is in good shape, her hair, everything's like together. 
I mean, that day is the day that you're invincible, which is the name of my book. And that's, and I'm not invincible every day. I'd like to make sure everybody understands that. <laughs> but those days when we are, are so amazing. We get so much done and it shows you that self-esteem is an extraordinary asset and that the way you acquire that asset is to take care of yourself. It's, that's it. That's it. It's, it's so simple. powerful. Yeah. And there's no money involved. None, none involved at all. In fact, the money you spend on food, quite frankly, if you, we eat more food than we need. If you eat better food, better quality food and less of it, and you're not spending any more money than you have already, that's all you need. So all of this is accessible. There's no except that you need to change the mindset about self-love. Do you, do you find that putting all this information in the book could have only happened at the age that you are because you've had all this experience with this? And do you, do you feel that people, maybe other women pay attention is because of your age that you've had these experiences that like you wouldn't get this response perhaps from someone that had written a book in the 30s saying I'm invincible because they've not had those life experiences and might not look as in bloody incredible as you do at your age. I mean, you look remarkable. You, you hit it on the head as far as why about the relationship of age and me writing the book. So for many years, like other women, I didn't talk about my age. And then I realized that I'm asked to mentor and I'm asked for advice a lot, more and more and more. And I realized my age is my biggest asset. And I treasure the experience I have. I treasure the knowledge I have. Therefore, I decided that aging with power was really my mantra and that I wanted to start a new conversation about age. And now I ask everyone their age. How old are you? I just turned 50 two months ago, and it doesn't bother me at all. It really doesn't. 50 is the best. We can talk about 50 in a minute. But the point, the point is that age needs to be talked about. And the way we can talk about it is if everybody feels empowered by the way they look, the way they feel, and how the self-love is manifesting itself. Because when you feel good about yourself at 50 or 75, I'm going to be 76 next week, that is the key. And we have to start looking at age as an asset, not being aged out of the dating market at 30 or aged out of a marriage in your 40s or aged out of a job in your 40s. Everybody fears that, so they keep their age a secret. And better understanding of the value of experience and the value of longevity and um, the accumulation of knowledge in a healthy body with a healthy mind is a powerful, that's, that's aging with power plus. And so... I decided to write this book now so that I could talk about the decades and inspire women to start behaving 
in their best interest as early as possible so that aging with power just came naturally and can come naturally. And I want to, for the first time, present myself to say, understand who I am and what I'm doing is about aging with power. And so I've decided to turn that little switch in my head that said, I'm private, I'm not getting out there in my work. Well, now I need to go out and say, this is what I'm doing. This is what I have been doing. This is what you should think about doing if you want to age with power and talk about your age with confidence and self-esteem and not becoming invisible versus invincible. So it's a big topic and it's, it's something I feel very committed to. And yes, that's why at 75, I thought, now I need to talk. Now I need to get out there. Now I need to present myself and help change the mindset about age. But you're also changing, like you're hitting kind of every every female age group in a sense, because you're also changing, uh, hopefully, the mindset of all these younger generations that feel that they've got to be on social media and attach a bloody filter to their faces to make them look even younger. And yet then it's something that um, I have, a, my, my, my father is um, 84. And I think about with him saying, you say, as you get older, you get invisible, but why, why, why should you, you know? And I love that you've, you're addressing that and you're doing more and more with your business um, at 75. So you're kind of talking to that, you know, the older generation, and hopefully the younger generation, which is, is, I think it's really hard to tap into all of those, but I, just listening to you, um, I'm starting to feel invincible. I mean, you're amazing. <laughs> An interesting thing is because I'm talking on podcasts and to different groups that are in different decades. And so the 20 to 30 or the 25 to 35 are really the most interested in what I have to say. The most. You would think not, but they have so many more questions. They want me to come back and talk more. And their lives are so complicated because of social media and also because they miss the intimacy that my generation had. They miss life experiences because they're so protected by their families, by their, their parents. Very protected, very, very vulnerable in a way that baby boomers were not. And I'm not saying baby boomers are the best generation at all because it's not necessarily true, but the planet is also so much more toxic than it's ever been. So between the chemicals and the toxicity in social media, in everything, these people are really, really and the mental stress, mental health is a big issue for them. It's always an issue at that age. It's always an issue in the 18, 19, 20, especially. However, for them, it's extraordinary. And I really feel for them. And I remember when I was turning 20, my mother said, happy birthday. It's all downhill from here. 
And, and I felt that way. I started crying. I thought, I don't want to get old. That means I'm going to get old. And every generation still says that, still feels that way. So yes, they do feel like they're getting old. Their hair is turning gray faster than my generation's. Um, they're in their early 30s, late 20s, and they have gray hair coming in. That's a big sign because when you have hair color loss, it's the kidneys, and the kidneys are a sign of aging and stress. And so when you see that, it tells you they're really under pressure that no other generation has experienced in that way. And so I really feel for them. On the age of 50, which to me is just the beginning of such a great period of head, you really are, you know, you've just gone through your 40s and transition and menopause and, all, you know, all of that stuff. And as you see this door opening, and, and you've probably seen signs of it already, that there is a chance now for you for reinvention that will change the rest of your life. What you do now, all the decisions you make now are the, the open door to your future. And your future, if you think about a healthy lifestyle, there's a lot of decades ahead, right? You have, you, I mean, I, if you just think about it, I'm 25 years older than you are. So look at what, look at how much happens at 25, right? And so clearly what you dream for yourself and for anybody else is really meaningful. How you let go of the past or how you let your skin shed like a snake sheds its skin is meaningful as well. For me, I was living in, a, in, in an extraordinary home that I'd never purchased anything. I worked hard. I was struggling. And then I finally made some money and my accountant said, you need to buy something. And I was like, are you sure? And he said, yes. So this incredible place opened up for me. It was part of the Woolworth estate. And as a kid, I used to pass by when I would go to the museum and think, who lives in these extraordinary places? And a fluke, there you go. This place became available. My God. And I restored it. And I really beautiful uh, collection of antiques and things and sorry um and so i i ended up making furniture everything and i had it was spectacular and i was sketching one day and i looked around i was sitting in this library that was beautiful and i looked around and i thought this is so beautiful i am living in such an extraordinary place and I thought, if I stay in all of this beauty that is existing around me, I will not have a new idea ever again. Oh, interesting. Wow. And at that moment, I decided to auction everything. And so I had an auction at Christie's. I donated lots of stuff as well. And then I decided I had a warehouse with 20,000 original samples and stuff, 
right? And I got rid of everything, everything. I went to India for my birthday and I had a Brahmin priest do my chart, my birthday chart. And he said, you're thinking about getting rid of your possessions and freeing yourself of your possessions. Do it. And I said, I've I've done it. I've done it. And he really made me be aware of the fact that possessions own you, right? My possessions were owning me. They were controlling my creativity. And here was the most creative, beautiful space I'd ever put together. And so ever since then, my life is minimal. I I'm I have a minimal environment. I have um, a lifestyle that really began the day after I did that. And so that for me has made my creative spirit still be alive. My possessions don't own me. None of them have, none of them are more important than people. So clearly that was my process. And what I'm saying by talking about it is that we all have our own process and that you have to go through it. You have to, you have to go through what you're supposed to be going through. Some of it's traumatic. Some of it is a big decision, but you know that that's the decision you should be making. It's not going to be, oh my God, I can't. No, you'll know. It's true. It'll be very natural to do it, but it'll be provocative and big. So 50 is not meek and quiet. 50 is bold, reinvention, And you will not be invisible if you make the right decisions at that time. You will be never think about being invisible if you go through that process. No, I'm not meek as a character anyway. And um, I have to say, there's there's so much knowledge that you're talking to us. And this is one of the most... um, deep conversations I've had on the podcast because I can really relate to absolutely everything you're saying from starting my own company seven years ago, not knowing how the hell am I going to do this and that I'm just going to figure it out. And every and I was never spiritual. Um, and a year when I entered the business, I thought, I'm going to do it, it's going to launch and blah, blah, blah. Seven years later down the line, we're just now starting to really become you know, known. There you um, go. And it's been the hardest thing of my entire life but I wouldn't change it for the world. I really wouldn't. Um, and it's understanding as you get older, just also, as you're saying, to learn to let go and just, I just put it out to the universe. And someone said that expression to me seven years ago. And I thought, what is that hocus pocus? Don't believe in that. I say it the whole time. I've got saging. I'm always saging the whole time. And I've started yoga. I did yoga. And you're just, it's that letting go, which I think you only can experience when you get older. Because you're not tied up on your what you look like and what others think of you. Yeah, there's there's a certain confidence with experience. You know, not sweating the small stuff is you know commonly used. But the truth is, you don't get caught up in little. First of all, your hormones are not raging and managing your thought process, which to me is such a relief because you're literally not being shaken emotionally about 
some of the things that you are when you're younger. I mean, you, none of like you don't you don't wrap yourself up in minutia. There are things that matter, but there's less of them that matter that much that you you know need to sort of address in in a in a way that you might have done more often when you were younger. Also, when you use meditation in your life, that's a diffuser that is just the best thing you can do for yourself because then you really look at everything in the most balanced way possible. But, you know, it you have to be 50 before before all of that comes together. It doesn't happen before. It can take, sometimes it can take up to 10 years for people to totally manifest what's supposed to happen, but it's a process that starts at 50. It's not, it doesn't start at 60, it starts at 50, but it, it kind of grows and evolves and everyone sort of has a different range of time. 50 means the rest of your life. How do you want to live the rest of your life? Gosh, um... I don't know what to say to you. I'm just sitting here listening and listening. It's so, have you always, have you always been so kind of um, insightful and spiritual um, and almost Zen? Or was that again, like you're just saying, a journey that you just felt you had to get into this to be able to almost survival of, you know, working through your businesses and maintaining your businesses and for sanity, let's say, because I'm applying this to myself that you, you discover such as, you know, working out the whole time, meditating. Is that, or, or has that always been in you? I think it's a, it's a process, as part of the process of, of aging. It, it becomes more a part of who, who you are, I think, as you are wiser and older. But I I remember when it started to be a direction that I was going in, and it probably started around 1980, where I officially made a commitment in my mind. And then through the 80s, when so many of my friends, my two dearest friends died of AIDS, I really wanted to deal with my grief uh, and I did it through trying to understand why their immune system was so compromised. And that's when I sought out people who were thinking about healthy lifestyle. And it was under so many other names. But, and it was very, I mean, very hard to, to find that. I had to go out west, Mexico, Arizona, Southern California, to meet people who were starting to talk about this. And in my pursuit of doing that because of the loss of my friends, a world opened up to me about health that I never understood. I mean, I had been eating bacon cheeseburgers and, you know, I didn't smoke for a long time, but I would have a cigarette maybe while I was eating the bacon cheeseburger. I mean, it was a period <laughs> of time there. But clearly, there's sort of, you know, the universe does put you where you should be going. And, and so that's, that's how I started thinking about this. I also early on 
had an intuitive feeling that alcohol was not good for me, that I didn't feel good. If I, and I never drank a lot, but whenever I would have a sip of wine or a beer, and I loved, I mean, I love Guinness Stout. I love the smell of it. I love the thickness of it. But if I have four sips, I sneeze and cough, I have an allergic reaction to it. So the universe for me has just said, alcohol is not for you. And I believe alcohol is not for a lot of people. And I think for women, especially through your 40s, um, and I, you know, I personally think alcohol is not good for women, especially. And getting through your 40s with alcohol is almost a suicide mission because not only of how your hormones are fluctuating, it only exacerbates it. But after that, it's very aging. It's sugar. It's sugar. Like we know we shouldn't have sugar. So you're going to drink sugar? I mean, like why sugar and alcohol together? doesn't feel right as a, a, a beauty tip, at least, you know, it's like, no, I don't think so. So there are certain things that by circumstance, the universe puts in your kind of plan. And so I think I started in 1980. I was really into it very early in my discoveries. And I only got smarter because I had great mentors who, you know, horse from Aveda, very good friend, dear friend, mentor, Andrew Weil, early, early proponent of healthy lifestyle, meeting Dr. Lodog, a, a Native American medicine woman who believed that the plants and the earth and the, and what what nature gives us is the best medicine and all of that stuff. I mean, I'm from New York City. We, New York City is like not in that zone. No, not at all. And especially back then. So I found my way because the universe sort of put me in that path. And, and I think we need to pay attention when the universe wants us to go in a direction and not fight it and just go with the flow. And, and it's amazing how much we can grow and learn through just feeling that that's, and you're obviously, you're feeling it and you're feeling the intuitive sense of taking care of the space you're in, taking care of the body you're in and how you're thinking about your life now. I want to uh, go back on you talking about how you got rid of everything and donated everything and became very minimal. Would you say your collections are minimal? Because when I've gone into your showroom, um, there's, there, there's such, you've really edited like a tight edit, if I may say, which is fantastic. Um, but it's different fabrics or leopard prints or blacks or golds or silvers. And you know, kind of, you've stayed on like true to your brand and your core designs i feel since what since i've discovered norma kamali brand um, would you say that you're minimal um i think the word that probably better describes it is timeless is is, is probably the the best definition that if you bought something in 1973 you could probably still wear it today the sleeping bag coat is a great example. And that there 
easy care and simple in taking care of them. So there's a minimal sustainable quality about something you can have a long time and that is easy to take care of. And so that's a very modern concept, but it's it's really the best definition of my clothes. So it doesn't mean that all of my clothes are monochromatic and and that, but no matter what the style is, you could probably wear it forever if you stay the same size um, and that you should be comfortable in it and that you should never have to dry clean it or continue to support it. It should it should be there for you and easy to take care of. How did your sleeping bag idea come in? And that's just such an iconic um, piece of yours. Well, you know, in the early 70s, we, you know, we were all flower children and camping and doing all of that. So we would go upstate to the Delaware River where they have canoeing and rapids and all of that. And we would camp, a whole bunch of us, and, you know, It was a different time where we interacted with each other. We didn't have social media. We didn't have technology. And so we would all pile in our VW vans and we would um, bring our tents and food and all kinds of stuff. And maybe, you know, sometimes 20 of us go camping together and we all had our sleeping bag for sure. And so in the middle of the night, one night, I remember it was a really cold night and I had to go to the bathroom and the, I, I remember contemplating getting out of the tent and getting out of my sleeping bag. And I thought to myself, I'm not getting out of my sleeping bag. I'm putting it over my shoulders. And as I was doing that and walking, I thought, I am putting sleeves on this when I get back to the city. (gasps) And so I did. And I took my sleeping bag and I made a coat out of it right away. And so that was the first one. And basically, the, the design of it is still part of our core collection of sleeping bag coats. And I think when clothes function, when they're, you know, the sleeping bag coat is a commodity of sorts because it serves a purpose, right? What is the purpose? It keeps you warm. And at some times in some different decades, people say, oh my God, that's so big. It's like the Michelin man. And other times people would say, oh my God, the style is fabulous. It's so great, great, great. But no matter what the fashion, the coat, keeps people warm and people have their coat for 30, 40 years and they just sponge it clean and roll it up, store it away for the winter, for the summer and take it out in the winter. And so the the idea of the coat is that it functions, it's timeless, easy to take care of, and it does what it's supposed to do. It's, it's what all these brands nowadays are trying to do by being sustainable. Yeah, very important. But it's a you know timeless piece, as you were saying, um, and you don't have to. You, it's not a throwaway item. Norma, I have to say we're, we're at forty minutes now. I know we're going to going to end in a moment, but I, I really, really would love to um, do another one at some point when it makes sense because you're so insightful, and it's it's really incredibly inspiring listening to you. It really is. Well, all I can say is congratulations 
on 50. And Thank it's you. a very <laughs> special time in your life. And I hope you're really giving it all the respect it deserves to um, make the rest of your life really exciting and special. And uh, so now's that magic moment. Enjoy it. Oh, I will. I will because of this conversation. I really will even more. Uh, my brother, who's 54, keeps teasing me about my age still. And, and I, yesterday he was teasing me and I just went, I don't care. I feel like a 15-year-old. I couldn't care less how old I am. It doesn't matter to me. But it clearly bothers him. <laughs> so I'll make sure he listens to this podcast. I, I was just going to say, uh, he's probably the one that's having more of an issue. Than you, yes. are, but, <laughs> you know, and it happens for men too this transition and I'm focusing on women because I've been around more women and, but I we all know that men really are dealing with age as well they're just judged in a different way um, you know they'll start looking at finding someone younger when they're 45 or 50 to help them Stay young in their minds, even though they often regret it later on. Yes. <laughs> but that, you know, they theirs is a little bit more complicated than ours, actually, because so much ego is involved. And, and that's, you know, there's money and everything else that they're judged by. We're judged by the way we look. So it, it's, a, it's difficult for them, too. But, um, yeah, I'm sure it's his own... <laughs> <laughs> his own, his own issue that, um, you can you can tease him about oh i will i'm gonna very much enjoy sending him this podcast <laughs> <laughs> it comes out norma thank you for making the time i imagine you've got a million and one things All to right. do so thank you it was a pleasure i hope you really enjoyed that last podcast with norma and that you'll get her book, I'm Invincible. She made me want to hear more from her. Our next guest is a relative of mine, but someone I've not met yet, um, or really conversed much with, sadly. She's in Australia. But she is someone I wanted to do this podcast with for a while. She's inspired me by turning her life around when, as a teenager, she was faced with the horrendous tragedy of losing her brother through bullying. She went on to create a wellness program by educating herself and learn about nutrition and the science behind a healthy body. Please tune in to our next guest, Annabelle Della, the founder of Yamoa Wellness. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.